You're listening to the Middle Age Gamers from Dimension X. Episode 14 of MagDX, I am GI Gamer 91 over here, and this uh, Michael McDonald security guard over 91? here is... 91? <laughs> you added 10. I had to. I had to because it's someone's birthday today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you it's are leveling up. Today. I am leveling up. So I'm going to be GI Gamer 1999. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> GI Gamer 1981, and over here is Michael McDonald security guard, Trisha Barra. He's forgetting, but he's never doing security. Uh... This week, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Rice-A-Roni, which is going to be great, versus Uncle Ben's. Uh, mm. Best 80s and 90s comedy movies. Uh, birthday parties, best and worst. Uh, impact of Capcom, Konami, and LGN with current video game generations. Our retrospectives and any corrections we have next or this week. I don't know what's going on with me. I am losing my mouth today. It's fine, dude. How is your uh, week going so far? Uh, I had an interesting day today. I'm not gonna go into it too much, but uh, Goss. it's been. Goss. Oh, I got some tea, honey. <laughs> I got some tea too, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, uh, it's the entire week has been like uh, taken up by um, a premium edition where we've got a uh, direct, which you know it happened in the past. By the time you see this video. But um, I'm editing that all week, um, so a lot of hard work, a lot of um, tedious, tedious video editing. But uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, what's been taking up my time this week, anyway. Where can you watch this uh, premium direct? You know, since if someone hears this, and go check it out. Yeah, so on YouTube, if you go and check out uh, Premium Edition Games channel, um, we will have our Fall 2023 direct up on uh our channel so you can check out all of our latest games yes also with with them as well so you guys know what they do they uh, give developers a chance to get their games on physical so mm -hmm. they do directs uh what every quarter or so like that and yeah so we in in the fashion of nintendo you know nintendo has their directs we do a direct we call it a direct because we we publish switch games as well um and anytime we do a uh like you know playstation oriented one we'll we'll say uh you know like um uh state of premium instead of state yes. of play yes i like it it is very classy well yeah. tomorrow and this will be also Terminator timeline. This will be in the past, in the future, whatever it is. Uh, by the time you see this, I'll probably be 42 years old. Uh, yes, officially. Mm, so 42. old. So and if you're old. on YouTube right now, I got this excellent uh, birthday uh, you know, hat for myself. Birthday girl. Birthday girl, that's right. All girls. <laughs> hey, got my tea, girl. Got my tea. Uh <laughs> I guess, uh, if you don't know, my uh, partner in crime over here and my wife are playing uh, Inconspicuous about what? random parties. Or what are you talking about? Tomorrow? I don't know. So, every time I talk to my wife, my wife goes, I don't know. And then when I talk to Amara, he goes, I don't know. What are you talking about? Hands up. She was literally making 
Washington uh, freaking Commanders cookies, and, and then my name was on a jersey. By the way, if you are in Omaha and you feel like you want some cookies, my wife is excellent cookie maker. Her mom does it. I her, uh, so I, I second that. Up. It's ridiculous. Like I mean, you know, I'm already chubby, but I, I could put on some some pounds putting pounding those cookies. They're really good. Yeah, so there she's she's starting to make that. My wife's very creative. She's an artist. She's the best. Uh, sh- you can uh, you can check on my uh, my Facebook page under Eric F Coffin, and you can uh, you know add me, and I can show you where her her stuff is if you want a place to order. If you're in Omaha, just letting you know, or you can Damn. contact me if you know me. But uh, also, it was a very cool dad day. Uh, my son, or my twinos, or as I call them, the tornadoes. Uh, Lucas and Logan, they officially took off the training wheels and they rode their bikes with no things. They got to go right down the neighborhood and come back. That was a proud dad moment today. Uh, it's just kind of cool, you know, being a middle-aged person, uh, the, once you have kids and get to see like them, you know, achieving big things, it's, uh, makes you a very, very proud dad. And I'm super proud of both of them. They're uh, little sweethearts and thought that was really cool to say that they were do that. Also, sir. The uh, Cobra Commander has been sprayed in Washington colors. Hey. Trying for round three for this. It was a hot day today, so in 24 hours we'll see if it did good or not. It almost went horribly wrong. A fly landed on the paint and started crawling around after I just sprayed it. So we'll see how <laughs> that turns out. But uh, Hey, uh, yeah. be- before we go any further, uh, you were talking about uh, bikes and training wheels and all that stuff. Growing up, were you a Huffy guy or were you Mongoose? A.K.A. Mongoose all day. Mongoose? Also, okay, let me tell you a funny story, and this is this really happened to me. The reason why I hate Huffy, uh, my Uncle Bruce, shout out Uncle Bruce, uh, with his road sodas, A.K.A. Bush Light, uh, <laughs> he soda. came over our house, so... <laughs> so my uncle, uh, it's it's his thing. He calls them road soda. So when we were in the car in the, Dang, in the carpet for him, he would drink a beer when we drove. Now, not now. Let me condone this. It's it's absolutely horrible. But he used to like hey, he was like hey, can you hand me a road soda? Because he like I didn't know what they were, so I was like here you go. Yeah. And uh, he also did one time. He, we were doing a carpet job for somebody, and uh, I was actually doing it by myself. Uh, I learned how to do it by myself because he wasn't really training me. And so I was doing it, and he was going through their fridge, drinking their booze. And then when the lady oh. came back, she like, did you drink my beer? And he's like, how are you? How assaulting are you that you're going to tell me like this? She's like, He's like, I would never drink. He's like, look how great I did this carpet. I'm just sitting there standing there quiet, and I'm like, I did the fucking carpet. I did the fucking carpet. And he's like, how dare you like that? And the lady apologized to him, and then she gave him 40 bucks, and then he walked into the car, and he's like, see, that's how you do it. <laughs> Oh my god! So funny story. Okay, just just a little background to that. So my uncle got hammered drunk, right? My mom bought this Huffy bike, and she said, "He said I could put it together." And so my mom trusted him, and he came out, and I looked at this Huffy. It was a big orange Huffy, and I'm like, "This is this is great." I'm like, "Oh, he actually built something. Like this is awesome." Like. What I didn't realize was I was pushing the handlebars down when I was riding the bike. Uh-oh. But what happened was I see where this is going. He didn't connect it. So yeah. I, my friends like, hey, let's go, let's go do some, let's go do some bike jumps. So there was a big ditch like this big, right? <laughs> Had a hill like this that we built. Hill on this side we built, right? And you'll have to go on YouTube to see this. I went full speed, and I went to jump. And when I jumped, 
the handlebars came off. I knocked myself in the head. The bike swung out like this, and then I ate crap in the dirt, and then the bike fell down. And, dude, you want to talk about every friend laughing at me eating shit? I had dirt all in my teeth and mouth, like, just covered. Mm. And it looked like someone threw a dirt ball at me. And then I had to walk home with this thing, and I'm dragging it, right? Because, one, I lost, it was a flat tire on it. And, then two, like, I broke all the spokes and stuff. And my mom's like, what happened? I was like, why don't you look at your brother that freaking didn't hold the handlebars down? And instead of, like, hey, man, I'm sorry, he just started cracking up. He was like, oh, man. He's like you have fun, right? He's like, I see you got a little dirt on your face. He's like, you, you can just wash that off. And like, I was like, I was like, I want to kill him, man. He just made me so mad. But yeah, after that, all mongooses. Cause you remember the mongoose, right? It has that four bracket piece on the top of it. Yeah. Like it screwed down. Yeah. I guarantee knew that my handlebars were gonna fucking fly off. Uh huh. Yeah, it was like right in front of your face too. I know what you're and, talking about. Yeah. And the spoke and the the, the friend spoke as I used to call them the the little little pieces you put on the back of the thing where your friend could ride with you. I never you. had those. I never had, I had those. Them. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, one time I had a I had a I had a girl that I really liked that was right on the back of that, and uh, you remember that fixed flat stuff like the green slime that goes into it. Well, yeah. my tire exploded, and it went forward. And then she just ate crap on the on the concrete, and then I got covered oh, no. in green slime. So now I'm covered in green slime. I had to walk her home because her whole face was like road rashed. It's like Ouch. never talked to her again after that. Like she was she was like like super embarrassed about it. It was super funny though. Dang. I know we're getting off champ, but I, but hey, mongoose all day, baby. No hunting. I I had whatever Costco was selling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was your favorite? What was your favorite bike you had as a kid? That's a good. One. I, I I honestly couldn't even tell you, man. I wasn't. I mean, like obviously, as a kid, like your bike is your your mode of transport transportation. Okay. But like, I couldn't even tell you, man. I couldn't even tell you what color it was, to be honest. So I had I had the chromed out mongoose, yeah, the the shiny one, mm-hmm. and then I got into college, and of course, I didn't have a car. So my mom uh, had a friend from work that had one. Dude, it was crazy. I didn't even know they made them. Mongoose made, like, these extreme awesome mountain bikes. It had, like, these weird round scoops on the on the handlebars. You yeah, I hated to. those. And it had it had a, a meter on it that would tell you, like, how, you know, how fast you were going and stuff like that. And hmm. I would do the entire day is try to beat my record on it. Like, I treated it like a game. <laughs> <laughs> so it was super fun. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, first, we're going to talk about is uh, what is the true San Francisco treat? Would it be rice or would it be Uncle Ben's? <laughs> I feel I'm not partial to Uncle Ben's. I'm partial to rice mm. It is the true San Francisco treat. Mm-hmm. How about yeah, that? until someone tells me otherwise, it's bullshit that anyone's even considering... No, I'm just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we're just messing with you guys. We're yeah, we're not really going to talk this about is not rice. A serious one. So, and here comes Zatarans. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be the we're going to be the, uh, the plot Mag twist. DX, Mag DX rice podcast. <laughs> Mag DX bag of steam rice. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what's the do... worst? Minute rice. Oh, I hate minute rice. Oh, it's it's disgusting. Sucks. Anyway, go ahead. Not, a minute cannot make that. It's gross. Nah, it's all right. Just not so good. we're gonna we're gonna do uh, pickups, and we're also gonna do a blind bag since it's it's birthday day uh, for me. 
uh, Tower yeah. Terminator timeline. Uh, but uh, the the pick of, the the blind bags that we did for these uh, two will be Zelda, and then the other one will be a Mario Kart one. Nice. And so he will do like that, but as usual, sir, what pickups do you have Whoa. today? Well, you might have just heard one of them. Did you hear that? No. Oh, God. We drove in his car today, and they were literally going off every time we hit, like, a little bump or anything. Yeah, let me hit my desk, and maybe you can hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> By the okay, way, guys, so... exclusive on YouTube. So exclusive yeah. on YouTube if you want to see them. Well, I mean, you guys, people listening can probably uh, guess what, what I've got. I've got a couple uh, question blocks here. Um, yes. Found a GameStop. We, we, we stopped at GameStop today and uh, just to drive myself crazy. <laughs> got some uh, question blocks. It was a pretty light week for, for pickups, uh, to say the least. But um, on top of that, um, actually Harold, our friend Harold, uh, gave me this uh, this art book that came with uh, Sword of the Vagrant, which is um, a Vanillaware game. I mean, the the art wow. is super gorgeous, wow. but uh, it was the same people who made um, uh, Odin Sphere and Dragon's okay. Crown. Dragon's Crown, Sa great. Same people, but Sword of the Sword of the Vagrant didn't know it even came out, so I'm gonna have to pick that one up. I will have to as well because I never heard anything about it either. Dang Harold! What Harold? Harold and Reggie. I swear to God, those two. Shout out Reggie, but like they just know things that before anyone else knows about them. It's crazy. That's weird. So I guess I'll open up my uh, my blind bags here. Mario Kart first. I really should have like. Oh good, I've got scissors. I was gonna like struggle with this. Uh, childproof. So childproof. Okay. Let's see, what did I get? You know what? I need to get some. I got, oh, I got boring old Mario. That's cool, though. I got Mario Mario Kart. Oh, it's got, like, stickers on it, too. That's neat. I don't know if I can get mine out. <laughs> I grab some scissors. Hold on one second. Stand by. Uh -huh. Man, if you were gone any longer, I think I was gonna like start singing some Michael McDonald, hey, entertaining cut people. It out. <laughs> I, I still can't believe that he dated Alanis Morissette. Every time I think of that song, he's like, "I touched you in a theater." <laughs> the way she says "theater" drives me insane. Yeah. Theater. So odd, man. All right, see what he got. All right, these these are going over here so that I don't accidentally. Okay. Oh, my kids will love this one. I got Little Toad. Nice. Little Toad. Good old Toad. Tony me, Tony me and had have, have had a long relationship. Super Mario Two. I don't play with anyone else but Toad. I'm well, Toad yeah, Toad's a strong dude. He, he like he like picks up things really quickly. I don't give a yeah, like super quick. Floating. So yeah. All right. Now Zelda for the time. Zelda blind bags, I'm hoping I get either a heart container. Triforce or a rupee. I'm really hoping for a rupee, to be honest. I want a bomb, or I want I want a rupee as well. But yeah, I'm gonna put this little car right here. What I get? What I get? Oh, I got a bundle of bombs. This is actually pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. That's the one I wanted too. 
I'll trade you if uh, you get something I want. Deal. We got two blind bags here, so I got bombs, and what else did I get? Bombs and, and oh, a heart container! Yeah. That's cool. That was cool, actually. Nice. All right, let's see what I got. Here you go, guys. These are at GameStop, by the way, if you want to get mm -hmm. one. They're at GameStop. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see what we got first. I'll take my screen away. People don't need to see my trash. Booyaka! Oh, you got Link. I got Link as a keychain. Nice. He's got a sassy face, too. Look at him. You got He's the so Wind confident. Waker. He's like, you know what? That is a sassy that, face. That is a sassy link right there. All right, we got that one, and then we got the other one. I'll watch. I'll get Princess for sure. I'll get, <laughs> yeah, I'll get, I'll get you just the get team. the characters. I'll get the items. I'll get the team. You, you, I'm calling Triforce Son for you. Son I got one for you. We got two. Did you, get two <laughs> you got two of them? Okay, well, I'll trade one you for a bomb. You, I'll trade you for you, bombs. Uh, these are it's for my twins. That's right. That's what it is. <laughs> this is Logan, and this is Lucas. Yes. little twins. Yes. Okay, my pickups. Let me throw away this junk trash real quick. But uh, my pickups, I have a few uh, ones you enjoy. One, actually, I got for you as well. Hmm. Uh, we went to, uh, like you said, we went to GameStop. I found a uncommon PS5 game. No, no, it's not worth a bunch of money. It's just no one really bought it. But uh, it's called Gunglaive Gore. And if you're a big fan of uh, Devil May Cry, it's a really, really fun game like that. Cool. Uh, it, I have it on PSVR. So this is funny. This game came out in the PS2 era that no one really seen, and it's worth a bunch of money. But uh, this series is really cool. It's super fun, too. Uh, the the one in PSVR, you actually hold the guns up, and you actually like shoot the characters and stuff. But if you're a Devil May Cry fan and you, and you see Gungrave, definitely check it out. That's cool. Uh... I went to Ben's today, and as you know, uh, I'm a bit. I'm playing. I'm trying to finish up my Polymega. I've been running through the cycles of getting it done, and the thing with uh, the Polymega is is that I my goal was to wear it out, like wear out all the storage and memory, put as many games on there. And so far, I checked my account right now. I'm over. I'm close to 800 something games, Damn. and I haven't even put a dent in it. Uh, so. Also, the theory that I was telling you about earlier. So, I had a Tony Hawk game I tried to put in there, and it didn't work. And then I went today and picked up another one. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, guess what? It worked. Oh, it did work? It, it did work. So, oh, interesting. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, which I didn't have for PlayStation. And then uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. You know, 3 and 4 were actually on the PS2. That's when the PS2 era was out there. So, these are like... The three and four are kind of like bunk, and then uh, I played I played probably four games today of this, uh, Blitz two thousand. Oh, nice. Uh, what's cool about this too is that they have different stadiums. Like I found a I found a code for the Roman Coliseum that you could actually play. Blitz what in, seriously? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. funny. Uh, I didn't realize that they had cosmetic stuff like that. So what's cool about this is if you see on here, there's supposed to be an NFL hologram. It says hologram place here. Uh, they had a manufacturing issue a long time ago where they didn't put holograms in there. And so there's some Dreamcast and some of these that don't have holograms. It could be considered a variant. I don't know. I'll have to talk to the variant guy about it. But a uh, pretty cool little, uh, like, no NFL piece there. So I mm -hmm. thought that was pretty cool. 
Now, Bar's favorite movie. Uh, I got the Super Mario Brothers. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, original motion picture soundtrack. You are going to be jealous when I show you this. That's sick. So this is the I am 8-bit variant. So they had they have a regular uh, red vinyl and green vinyl from Mario and Luigi, but this one is a variant. So what I mean by that is they made a princess one and a yellow one for Donkey Kong. So this is princesses. Ooh, pretty. And then the other one. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, Nintendo doesn't make vinyls for their soundtracks. So to get something from Nintendo to get done, I thought this was pretty cool. And then yeah. Donkey Kong Yellow. Cool. And I was super excited about it. I don't know if I Am 8-Bit still has them out, uh, but uh, I Am 8-Bit, if you don't know who they are, they're the ones that made like the cool little press kits for like DuckTales and all them for a while. They're actually from Arizona, which is hilarious. It's like in Tucson, so which I think is pretty cool. And uh, then... Uh, a bar's favorite. Hold on, I, I always screw these vinyls up. I don't know why the hell I do that, but uh, <laughs> they made a they made a Peaches soundtrack single, and it looks like this. Oh, it's got nice! Bowser in the middle of there. It's got them in their rap gear <laughs> on the back. <laughs> and what's cool about this is it. that the it has Peaches on one side, and then the Mario Brothers rap from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh my gosh, man! And then, That's so there you awesome. Go with this right here is the the inside of the album. Uh, That's so this cool. one was a single that came with it that you can get. Uh, by the way, what's funny about this is that Peaches wasn't a, a big song when this was made as a vinyl. This was released before it even came out, so no one knew it was going to be like a big deal. So yeah. if you want a single of it, this is the only place you can get the single for it. Jeez, which <laughs> is funny. But those are my pickups. Uh. If you uh, if you want to see it, of course, like I said, you have to see it on YouTube. So go check yep. it out. Uh, do all the podcasts and YouTube. Do it. Uh, next one we're gonna do is I thought this would be a funny one. We usually do Night of the Movies, but Abar has been super busy with his Premium Direct, so yep. we thought we would change it up and we were gonna talk about uh, let's say top three best A's and '90s comedy movies. Uh, there's so many great movies between that era and. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought it would be a fun topic if we ever go off of, you know, uh, Night of the Movies that we can do different things for movies, you know, uh, for topics. Yeah, so, yeah. So, you two, you're first. So, what are your three most favorite comedies and why are they your most favorite comedies? Um, so, I'm a sports guy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baseball fan. So, of course, uh, I'm... I, I can't remember if I even talked about this. I may have already talked about uh, this this movie at one point, uh, like in a past episode. I can't even remember. Uh, my brain's mush. But um, Major League 2, specifically. Major League 2. Uh, and even the first one. They're both hilarious. Both of them together are hilarious. Like, I love that series. It's so funny. Like, so many amazing characters and just funny situations and... Yeah, I think I did talk about it because uh, my my favorite character is that uh, like washed up old guy named Dorn. Um, yeah, Dorn. But then you know, there's that like old catcher. His knees are just busted. And <laughs> poor guy. That happens to all these old catchers. 
That's why Buster Posey, my uh, San Francisco Giants, he uh, retired at such an early age. He was getting beat up as a catcher. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's in a squat the entire time of the entire game. Yeah, dude, crazy. you're doing you're doing hundreds of squats every single day, like during the game. It's it's nuts, man. Their legs are just jelly by the end of it. And um, yeah, no wonder his knees were just like <laughs> a big ball of cartilage. You know what would be funny? I always thought of this too. Is that they would just like put a rubber piece behind it, and you know those mechanics little stools where they could just mm-hmm. roll in on the stool and just get ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I need a stool. Hold on, yeah, I'm roll this me. up real quick. If if I were a catcher, I would need a stool right now. You know what would be funny? It's like you know when people try to slide it, they just kick the stool from underneath them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And to be fair, like. You're up there, like up to bat, and you just like kick your leg out behind you, and like kick the stool out from under the catcher. Um, Too funny. So anyway, major league, and and then of course, you know, in the '90s, no, and 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 so there, there are a lot of uh, honorable mentions. I would say like stuff that I thought was funny during the time, but that hasn't aged well. Like I wouldn't go back and watch an Austin Powers movie now. But it was funny at the time. Um, but that's not part of my list. But but one that has aged well that I would go back and watch, Ace Ventura. Oh, Ace man. Ventura 1 and 2. They're so fucking funny. Dude, so you know funny. funny happened last night, dude? It was really funny. Melissa made those footballs. And so I yeah, was walking yeah. around like Ray Finkel's mom. Lace and I was like, out. Lace is out. And she was like cracking up because <laughs> I was walking around with it doing the same thing. Oh, man. It's uh, man, so, so funny. Great. I went um, with my cousin to that movie, man, and we yeah. did not know what we were expecting. Oh my God, it's so funny! And then um, I, I think I know which one of them that you're going to mention. And I'm, I'm, gosh, I can't remember if it was after the after 1999 or not. And I want to say that it was like late 2000s, but I could be wrong because it was like South Park started in '96, and. Uh, I think basketball was late '90s, wasn't it? It was '99 because I had it on DVD in '99. Okay, it was my very first DVD I ever had, by the way. My very gotcha. first. Well, and so, but but that's not my pick. But I I love that one. That's an honorable mention for me. My third pick has got to be Half Baked. I've watched that movie so many times. <laughs> it's so quotable. Like Everything I love Harlan Williams. I love Dave Chappelle. Um, it, it's so funny, man. Like, uh, Harlan Williams especially doesn't get the, the respect he deserves. Like, his stand-up's hilarious. Every movie he's ever been in is really funny and underrated. Have you ever seen Rocket Man? Yep. I love that movie. Like, whenever he's farting in his... his it's such a dumb joke. Like, he's in outer space. He's in his, his <laughs> space suit, and he keeps farting. So, like, it's, like, bloated and expanding because he farted. Like That's funny. Uh, yeah. It shows you my maturity level that I find that funny, but... <laughs> My favorite uh, person in that that show is the bad guy Samson. He everything he says is so yeah. funny. He's like, "Go get me, go get me a 14 He's like, "What the f is a 14 He's like, "I don't want to die from a crossbow." I'm Cuban B. Yes, Cuban B. Look who's walking. It's a miracle. The uh, the other portion I love the most is when he's in jail. Nice. 
The other one in jail. Uh, when uh, he when the guy in Nasty Nate, he's like, yeah. When I come, I'm coming to get your fruit, cop. And he's like, I'm somebody's bitch. No, no. He says, he says, I'm gonna come for your your cocktail, fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Such a great movie. I love it. I I uh, I watched it probably a million times. The other guy, the other thing that makes me yeah. laugh is the guy on the couch. Where he doesn't even say anything. Yeah, I forgot about the guy who's on the couch. Who's this dude? <laughs> John Stewart was in guy. it too. Yeah, young John Stewart. He's like, you're on weed? Oh, man, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, weed? Oh, weed. And, you know, I grew up in Humboldt County, California, which is like the freaking epicenter of marijuana. Like, you know, it's it's legal everywhere now. Almost. Yeah. Except for Nebraska and like all these like conservative states where they're just uh, not Nebraska's progressive. Nebraska's coming but... soon with all that Fifty Shades of of Green, which I think is hilarious. What yeah, they got in game. trouble pretty recently. Like their their stuff was uh, tested and it was like over the legal limit. So they they may be shut down pretty soon here. But anyway, um, it's getting legalized like everywhere. But like back in the day, back in the like late nineties or whatever, it wasn't legal anywhere. But it was like rampant where I grew up. Um, I never did it, but uh, I had plenty of friends who did. I certainly know the smell of it. My gosh. Yo, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, the uh, my my three, and you're gonna laugh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull different generations. But number three is uh, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Holy crap. That movie, yeah. movie is so underratedly funny. I've only seen two. Dude, you need to. I, I have to let you borrow one. Uh, yeah. One is like the funniest one. So okay. if people don't know the whole premise of it, it's a guy named Bernie Lomax. Uh, basically, he was stealing from an insurance company. There's two guys that basically figured out this issue. He brought it up to Bernie, and Bernie's like this coked out guy hanging out with a mafia. It's like the total 80s guy, basically. Rich from Wall Street. He has like this, this Ferrari car or whatever. And so basically what happened is is that uh, he's getting caught for this, so he's basically bringing him to his uh, like a Labor Day weekend to this vacation house so they can kill these two so they don't tell on them. And so he can clear his name. But what happens is, is that the guy he gets to kill him is this mafia guy, and uh, Bernie Lomax is sleeping with his wife. So he's like, don't kill those two <laughs> guys. When you go there, you're going to kill Bernie. So when they show up to the house, the, the mafia guy already kills him. So he's already just, like, hanging out and stuff. And they figure out, like, he's, he's dead, but they're afraid, like, they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be wanted for murder because he, they're the only two people that were in the house with him. So they play it off for the weekend to play it off that he's alive. They make him do all this stuff. And, like, people don't even realize in the movie, like, like he's dead. Like, there were, like, random parties just showing up to his house. And he's just sitting on the thing. And, like, Bernie's hand would hit a girl's butt. And he's like, like oh, stop, Bernie. <laughs> and then, like, the dude plays Monopoly with him with his hands. And so, like, he's, like, picking oh his hand like Monopoly. And, dude, it's so funny. And then there's this joke where Bernie, like, gets stuck in sand. And these kids would just bury him, and then they would have to, they basically, they pull him up, and they try to clean him all the, the sand off him so he looks normal. But they didn't know he had, like, a toupee, and his toupee comes off, and he's, like, completely bald underneath, and, and they couldn't find his toupee. <laughs> you know what's funny, dude? Dude, just imagine, because, like, I mean, you know, the, the guy playing Bernie, he he had uh, speaking parts early in that, that movie, but, like, 
Can you imagine being that actor playing that role? Like that's that's a role unlike any other role that's ever been played. Um, he just has to like sit there and let people like do stuff to him, you know. That's hilarious. Like, you, dude, it's the laziest job ever. You get paid for not doing a damn thing. That's you're like sit thing. sit here and let people do things to you. <laughs> okay. The the best part that you'll love, and, and it's funny, the mafia guy thinks he's alive, so he comes back to try to kill him, and he keeps he keeps. <clears throat> so one of the scenes, he gets tangled up with them in a phone cord, like they are like tied up together, and then they're like, he's like. Get off me, Bernie! Stop trying to choke me out. <laughs> like dumb, <laughs> dumb stuff. And then the one, the, one of the one of the girls at this at the the Labor Day thing, she went upstairs, and they were sitting downstairs, like trying to figure out what they're gonna do. And she basically had sex with a dead corpse. And he's like, she's like, he's like, did he do anything? He's just like. He just let me do everything, and it was the best sex I've ever had in my life. Oh my <laughs> god! It's wild, and I, that's why I love it so much. The, another funny thing that happens in the movie, and this relates to Titanic. James Cameron used the same sound effect from Weekend at Bernie's. So Bernie's huh. on a boat, right? And they're driving on a boat because they think they can take the boat to the other side of the island and then basically tell them, like, hey, this guy got murdered. So they were trying to make it. But what happens is Bernie falls off the side, and he gets hooked on a rope. And so what happens is he hits these he hits these buoys. And it's like ding, ding, and they're like, "What's that sound? Oh, it's Bernie!" And I went to I went on a date uh, <laughs> with a girl to Titanic, and the scene where it breaks, you know, the the boat sits up. Oh, where the guy hits the thing. Yeah. So that sound effect's the same sound effect as Bernie. So when oh, Bernie man. falls off, the guy driving the boat goes, "Man overboard." And he turns around, and so I did that at the movie. I was like, man overboard, and people that knew the movie just started cracking up. And some lady got really upset with me. She was like, you know, real people died on this boat, and it's disrespectful that you're treating them that way. And I was like, James Cameron just made Terminator 2, and you're complaining about a guy that made a a movie about a boat. (laughs) Come on, man, it's ridiculous. No offense to anybody that has family members or any of that type of stuff. I just thought it was funny that, like, you know, you just... I, it's, I, I think it's been long enough. Like, it's been over a, a hundred years. Or yeah. or as uh, that lady said, it's been 82 years or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know what the, the quote is. I always get it wrong. <laughs> the, uh, my second pick is going to be uh, it's gonna be Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and oh, Dumber. Oh, man. How did I not think my, of that one? God, I will tell you the funniest that scene is, in that movie. It's it's the best. Like I, I that what's if they, if that's number two for you, what's number one? I will I will have to let you know. Okay. So, uh, the dude the the funniest thing I ever seen in that movie, and it's like the best comedy thing I've ever seen. Do you know that scene where Harry was uh, not Harry? It was Harry or the other guy. It was they were playing in the snow with the girl, and they were joking around, having fun. Yeah, and then. I think it was Harry. He got pissed off and he just fucking chugged a snowball on her face. <laughs> well, yeah, she, and I he could like not stop laughing at that. See, I watched it. I kept rewinding it over and over and over. Like again. shoves oh, her God, face so in the snow. <laughs> they were fighting and shit. I was like, what? The? He like he he speared like Goldberg. It was fucking yeah. hilarious. Yep. The other one I, I love the mo- most is uh, he was like, you sold that parakeet to that blind kid? He's like, I took care of it. <laughs> Pretty bird. Pretty bird. Oh, that's so sad. I just thought he was quiet. And then they were trying to bring a briefcase back of money, and they 
they spent all the money like immediately on like Lamborghinis and like skis yeah. and shit. Oh man. The other funny thing is the ending where the hot, the hot, uh, the tropics girls, like we're on the base, like we just need uh, someone to massage stuff on us, and he's like, "You're an idiot," because he's always like, "Oh, you should go this way," and then he went out, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, my friend was, my friend was dumb." He means that way. <laughs> yeah, that, that is so great. That perfectly sums it up, and I. I still haven't seen the sequel, the true sequel, not Dumb and Dumberer or whatever the crap it is. Yeah, the, the weird young one. Oh. Yeah, that that one was terrible. And I still haven't seen the sequel. I don't plan on seeing the sequel ever because uh, I don't think it needed to exist. Um, yeah. I do think it's hilarious that the premise of it is, the, you know, dudes, Harry's been in a coma. I mean, uh, Lloyd's been in a coma. No, Harry, excuse me. Harry's been in a coma for 20 years or whatever. I think it's Lloyd. I think Jim was Lloyd. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, whatever. One of them was in a a coma for 20 years and is playing a prank on the other one. What a (laughs) long play. It's so great. My number one, and you're going to laugh at me, and you're going to be like, this is the dumbest thing ever, but I don't care. It's my favorite, is Naked Gun. Naked Gun, okay. Naked Gun is so damn funny. The literally the movie starts off like with with all the the core the the uh, the Cold War stuff with Umar Gaddafi, and he like goes there and he like punches him in the face and stuff like that, and knocks his turban off and shit, like so dumb. He's like a police officer, and then the funniest portion of the whole movie is it's a police car and it's randomly driving in places that it's not supposed to be. Like it's in a sorority house, it's on a roller coaster. You never seen it. <laughs> I've dude, never seen no. Watch, I've never seen a naked watch, gun, man. Dude, when you get done here, go on YouTube and watch the opening thing of the cop car driving around. It's just a cop car driving in places <laughs> it's not supposed to be. Like there's dude, there's one where like a dude's like in a chair and he like knocks him off the chair and shit. Like so <laughs> fucking dumb, and it makes me laugh every time uh, I see it. I th- I think that I would actually like really like that too because that's my sense of humor. Like I love absurd shit, stuff that's just so. And not like slapstick. I don't like yeah. slapstick humor, but absurd humor is my yeah, brand. Dude. And then what's funny is, and I'll tell you this thing. So the whole premise of the movie is there's a guy that basically puts these microchips in people, and he pushes a button, and then he does. they do what they tell him to do. You'll like it because it deals with baseball. So Reggie mm. Jackson's in the movie. Okay, I've seen that clip. There. Yeah. He's like, and so they're trying to kill the queen. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Trying to stuff to get to kill the queen. And he's like, I must kill the queen, but... The funniest thing before that, they were showing like, uh, you know, I have like the you know, the show baseball bloopers, like them messing up stuff. Yeah. There was one scene where a guy was trying to catch a baseball, and this fucking sedan just fucking wrecks him from underneath his feet. It makes no sense. Uh, and then uh, he tried. So the guy that his name's Frank Drevin, and he's trying to sneak into the baseball thing. So he beats up this opera singer. His name is Rico Palazzo, and he's like, hey, yo, Rico Palazzo, and uh, he does the national anthem, and then he comes out as an umpire, and, like, he saves the he saves the queen, you know, and this guy goes, oh, my God, it's Rico Palazzo, and then so the whole crowd's like, Rico Palazzo, Rico Palazzo, it's so stupid, oh my but everything in this show is great, and, like, one of the scenes he was like, he was trying to sneak in this guy's house that he knew he thought that was the, the killer. And, dude, he, like, lit his house on fire and, like, burned his stuff down. And, like, he couldn't sneak out. And, like, the whole building was exploding and stuff. Like, it's just dumb. O.J. Simpson's in it. Oh, he's, like, yeah. I forgot clumsy. about that. Yeah. He's, like, completely clumsy the entire entire 
thing. The first scene's great. Like, he was just... <laughs> he was, like, hit a mousetrap, and then he fawned to someone's cake. And then, like, <laughs> all this weird shit. But, dude, I want you to check out the... the definitely the, the cop car portion of it. You'll laugh your ass off. It's so stupidly funny. That's mm-hmm. why I love it. I love it that it's just stupid, and it doesn't... Like, it's not credible at all. But it's just super funny. The even the second one's hilarious. Like they try to catch a guy with a birthmark, and he's like, "This birthmark's a fake." And he takes a sander and tries to sand his butt to get the, the birthmark wow. off. Wow, it's so funny. It's that's my number one. Uh, God, man, such great movies. Gotta, See, I, this I is this it. is a prime example of like how sheltered I was growing up. Because yeah, I've never seen a Naked Gun. I've I barely seen Hot Shots. Um, you know all, all those like absurd like eighties nineties um, uh, movies in the vein of like Airplane. Um, yeah, I, I'm just sheltered and I haven't seen a lot of things that I really should have seen. We're gonna get you upgraded. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do a a, a freaking a one with all three different uh, naked guns like that are yeah. in the trilogy, which is hilarious. <laughs> all right, since it is. Uh, Turner timeline. It is. Uh, it's almost birthday season for me and Abara because our birthdays fall in October. We yep. thought we would do a a funny one of either best birthday parties or the worst birthday parties we ever had. Uh, these are just stories from birthdays that we've had, and I thought it'd be an interesting topic since both of our birthdays are literally like two weeks away from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. All that fun stuff for birthdays. You know, sometimes you get good birthdays, sometimes you get bad birthdays. Uh, so, you got any great stories about uh, birthday, best or worst? Um, I only have a couple of, like, memorable birthdays. It's It sounds weird, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't have the memory that my wife has. Like, she, re- she seems to remember everything from her childhood, and she can, like, recall details and whatever. And I, I knew that I grew up at some point in California, I can barely remember what my house looked like. It's not that bad. But, I mean, I, you know, just for example, I mean, like, birthdays weren't that re- memorable to me, so I can only really remember a few. Like, in the 80s, and I have no idea how old I was turning, but it was around the time that ALF was popular because I had an ALF birthday. Did you have ALF pajamas? I had ALF pajamas. I had an yes, ALF, uh, I had those too. ALF sleeping bag. Uh, yeah, so it was like an ALF-themed, um, birthday. Did you eat cats? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we totally ate cats. And it, this would surprise you, too, since, you know, I don't have, or right now I have four cats. Like, I'm a cat dad. Um, growing up, we didn't have a cat until I was in high school. That's like, crazy. sophomore year or something like that. So we never, we never had pets, uh, except, like, it, you know, later on, um, we had, like, a, a rabbit or a bunny at one point named Pokey. That was super random. I have no idea how we ended up with that. Um, Pokey's yeah. such, such a throwback to to uh, Gumby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't name it. Um, I think it was just because it had, like, polka dots or something like that. Some stupid name. Um, my dad called it Stew. <laughs> That's just That's humor. What a, what a great name. <laughs> yeah. What a huh? great name. That's great. <laughs> so besides the ALF birthday, the only other birthday I really remember was um, 1989. Um, you know, my birthday is always around the World Series, and the Giants were in the World Series in 1989. It was the Battle of the Bay. It was uh, the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants. You know, and the they're, Yeah, that was the earthquake year. Um, so 
oddly enough, like, uh, you know, that, that earthquake happened around my birthday. Um, and whenever my mom was making my cake, uh, it like split while it was baking. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah. So we, we called it the earthquake cake. <laughs> <laughs> God's like, I'll slice that for you, sir. Oh, and another <laughs> random, uh, another random uh, thing that I remember from, and this is so unsanitary sounding now, but my mom used to like bake coins into the cake, so that yeah, exactly, so that like whenever you would um, like you would like dig around and like, oh yeah, sweet a quarter. <laughs> like, what well, if you swallowed it? Do that, I would. <laughs> I would that, never touch your cake. I, I know. I, like, I didn't think it was weird growing up. Like, I thought it was a fun thing. But <laughs> it's, it's your birthday. You, like, dude, you know, like we don't really think about. Like, we we had to go through all the casualty stuff where these kids now don't have to deal with that crap. Yeah, we were like testing subjects. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, you know, it was it was written in like a Reader's Digest or something. Something at like one point, they're like, "Oh, that's a fun idea. Let's try this on our kids." <laughs> I never swallowed a coin. I just, you know, got some money with my cake. So that was fun. It was a bonus. Lucky it wasn't dollars. It'd be all burnt up and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, I have two. And the two were, it was, uh, it was pretty, it was, one was, one was horrible. One was redeemable. The, the first one was when the Super Nintendo got released, right? One of my friends in the house played F Zero, and I was hyped. I was like, "This mm-hmm. is, this is the best thing I've ever seen." So I told my mom, "I was like, that's what I want. I want a Super Nintendo." And of course, they're like one hundred ninety nine dollars. My mom really yeah, afford it at the back time. Then. I understand it. Yeah. So this KB Toys dickhead, by the way, which he changed my whole aspect of life. Uh, he said, well, you can't afford Super Nintendo. We have the Segas that are currently on sale for like $90, and we are also providing two games with them if you want it. It's a bundle deal. And she was like, oh, it's video games like this. So she went out, she looked up, she saw Predator 2. She picked that one up. And then she mm-hmm. walked over to another spot, and she picked up uh, Sonic. Because the guy told him, like, everyone's into this game. Yeah. Well, you should get it. So I'm hyped for this Super Nintendo. So what my mom did was she put it in a rectangle box and put the Sega in it in the game. Yeah, because the Se- the Genesis was more square. It was square. Uh-huh. So I'm amped, telling all my friends real cockily, like, oh, she got me the Super Nintendo. Here comes Super Mario. Oh, yeah. And I opened it up, and I saw this box, and it was like, I was like, what is this? And then I opened it up, and it was a Sega, and I was hot. Oh, no. Hot bad. And I was like, what is this? This is not a Super Nintendo. I told you that's what I wanted. And I, I, I mean, at the time, I was just being a spoiled little brat. Just let me just be honest. I know. I've had moments like that, too. And I was like, just felt like I was just let down. And she's like, you can play it. And, dude, I was so heavily mad that, like, I literally just didn't even open it. I literally just sat in front of her TV. It was sitting in front of her TV with the games. Didn't touch her or anything like that. She's like, I'm not doing this. I'm Nintendo. I love Nintendo. I don't know who this junkie team is. And then one day I got bored, <laughs> and uh, I my curiosity killed me, and I and I didn't want my mom to see that I played them, so I waited for her to go to bed, and I like sneakily opened it, and I played uh, Sonic, and I was like, "That's it, I'm in. This is the like, holy shit, this ever. is good. This is great." 
And then uh, I had to apologize to my mom. I said, thank you for the gift. I'm really sorry I was being a jerk and blah, blah, blah. Thank you for looking out for me. And, dude, I played Streets of Rage. I bought, like, that's how I figured out Streets of Rage 2 and all these great games that Sega had. So I was like, oh, I'm all in on Sega. So great. I was and a later, Genesis I kid, Nintendo. too, man. I was a Genesis kid, too. So great. Uh, great sports games and all that type of stuff. Now, caveat to that, a couple years later. It's my birthday coming up. My mom said, what do you want? I said, I wanted Shinobi 3. I saw the, 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 the commercials for Shinobi 3, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm in on that. I want that game. What happened was, I had my headphones in just like this. I'm, my mom was like, we got to clean the house for the party. So I was like, okay, no problem. So she wasn't home, and we had this dining room table at this apartment. The, the dining room table had all windows going all the way down. I'm not talking about, like, you could literally roll up the windows. And it was just like a gigantic window, it looked like. And... I was listening to uh, my uh, Ninja Turtles movie soundtrack on my Walkman, and I was vacuuming like this, and when I went to go back, I knocked the vacuum right out the window. So not only did I break her vacuum, I broke the window to it. And it was an accident. I told my mom, I said, listen, it was an accident. Well, my mom was like, hot. She was like, you're not getting nothing for your birthday. Every person that brought my stuff over, I had to open the presents, got to see the presents, and then I had to give them back to my mom, where she basically took them back, took back the receipts, got the money, and then basically paid the apartment people and bought Damn. herself a vacuum. So for years, by the way, this is really funny, for years, I was so mad at her, I was like, I'm never buying that game. I'm never buying that game. Never going to happen. Screw you, mom. You're not gonna get, I'm not going to get this game. And then finally, I was in the military, and I was like, you know what? Screw her. I deserve my birthday present. I earned it. So one of my birthdays, I went out to a retro video game store, and I bought a brand new sealed Shinobi 3. <laughs> and it's a fucking great game. Yeah, and dude, what was even funnier was I took a picture, sorry to, to age myself, but I took a Polaroid picture, like with my <laughs> finger up, and me holding up the game, and then I said it to my mom. And I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I finally got the, the game that I wanted for my birthday. Thanks a lot, mom. <laughs> Every time I see Shinobi three, that's, that's the first thing that reminds me of it is that it, it brings back the flashback of me knocking. The, it was it was an accident. It just happened. Yeah. And, uh, I had to sit down for a discussion for it. Like you know, you know, you broke the window. We we have to pay for it. So I'm not paying for it. You broke it. So you. And it taught me a responsible lesson. Like with with uh, with you know things happening, you have to take responsibility for it. So. Sure. That's that's my funny birthday, uh, best and worst. All right, next <laughs> one we thought was interesting topic. When we were talking about this earlier. Uh, the impact of Capcom, Konami, and LJN on current generations. So things that they did in the past that are currently being done now. Uh, you know, pay paywalls. You know, DLC. All these type of things like that. Uh, I thought we would. It would be an interesting topic to talk about. Uh, you know, Nintendo had all these strict rules back in the day, as you remember. Like, you only have a certain amount of games uh, at, a, at a certain time they can build. Yeah, it was like, like two that. a year or some yeah. weird arbitrary so people, thing. People had to figure ways around it. And you know, uh, what do you think? What do you think it was their impact on current generations that we currently deal with today? Um. Well, uh, there, there's a huge contrast now 
Um, especially, uh, this is a good generation to talk about it too, because whereas you know they put these limitations on um, on publishers to only put put out two games a year, to basically like, hey, make sure that your two games are really good because you know make them count. Um, nowadays with with the switch and the install base that it has in the american household or worldwide household really um it just uh it breeds shovelware there's shovelware everywhere yeah um i don't think you know their decisions back then had an impact on what's happening today but uh, I mean, there sure is a stark contrast between the way things were and the way things are, because Nintendo doesn't impose those things on uh, on people anymore. They just care about their bottom line and, and selling cartridges. Um, yeah, I, I have a few things that I think the impact. Uh, Konami did something very good. They respected licensing, so when they made games. Like, you know, in the arcades, Ninja Turtles, X-Men, all these things, yeah. they appreciated people's licenses. And the same thing that kind of goes on right now, you know, we had the RoboCops, we had the Terminator games, we have all these different, like, types of games. A lot of time the experts was like, oh, man, movie games suck, they'll throw it to LJN, you know what I mean? But yeah. LJN and Konami were very smart on licensing, and I think Konami learned it from LJN. Because LJ was the first one doing it. LJ was a toy company. They would just give people that that were developing games, mm-hmm. you know, the licensing form. They get the license form and then they make the games. And I think Konami caught on, like, wow, these guys are making millions of dollars. Why don't we do that? Why don't we take some of those licenses? And they tried it with everything, like you know, Cowboys from New Mesa and uh, Aliens and X Men and all these places. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point because I mean, if you think about like during that time, like Konami was doing that with all of those different IPs, ones that were outside of Konami's, you know, like their own internal IPs. Yeah. But Kon- or Capcom, on the other hand, was kind of developing their own franchises. I can't well, really think of time. anything outside of that, like that Capcom did. Uh, that was uh, like did, a French Disney. They did. Oh, Disney. Disney. They, yeah. They okay. They had Disney. Disney. Yep. <coughs> so they were all grabbing different types of things at the same time. I think. I think they stopped doing Disney when Aladdin came out. When they split the, split the Sega Genesis one. Yeah. It was like really their last one. The the other thing that I think is interesting too, is, uh, Capcom. You know how we have, like, patches and things like that now. <laughs> Capcom was, like, the king of patches, especially, like, with Street Fighter 2. They would have a, a Turbo. They would have a Super Street Fighter 2. They would keep yeah. adding on to their things, like they're adding patches. And the same thing like we do with fighters right now, where we're getting new characters and things like that. They were just adding characters to it and better gameplay balances when they were doing it. There was a lot of companies doing that. Uh, DLC, I think, was invented by Sega. They made uh, they made Sonic and Knuckles. So Sonic and Knuckles was yeah. part of Sonic mm-hmm. Three, and they made that thing where you snap on DLC. If snap on DLC, and the, I mean they literally were thinking ahead of their times at the time. Uh, Sega was doing internet gaming with the Sega Channel. You know things that that, that weren't being done yeah. like on the thing. But LJN <clears throat> was interesting because uh, if you think about LJN and you don't even realize it, all the developers that are currently big developers today, Atlas, and those type of developers Mm -hmm. were made from those licensing companies making those movie games. And some of them were great. Jaws, Friday the 13th, uh, uh, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street one, 
uh, but some of them were stakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. I know they, they have a reputation for for a reason, LJN does. But yeah, people kind of lump all of them in, in together. And that's kind of why I, I chose Jaws last week for the retrospective this week. Um, just to highlight the fact that Jaws is a solid game. It's a really good game that people don't like give enough credit to. Um, now, you hit on DLC. Uh, let me take it a little bit further with Capcom, too. Um, Tekken versus Street Fighter. Street Fighter versus Tekken. Yep. They actually... So, not only does Capcom do this DLC, they're, they're kind of try. They tried to push the envelope at one point. They're like, okay, we have this stuff available to you. If you want, you can buy these, like, you know, character skins or, or outfits or whatever. Yep. Um, so, whenever people went to buy them, they're like... Uh, this was only like a one kilobyte file. What's going on here? Well, it was just a key to unlock the the uh, the data that's already on the disc. Correct. And people were upset about it. Yeah, that's a, that's a be. dirty, dirty thing to do. Like it's already on the disc, but you're not giving people like you're just holding it back at that point and being greedy. So, I mean, you know, they they could do that anyway. Just not put it on the disc, but putting it on the disc is just showing you that they're being greedy. I don't know what they were thinking in that regard. Also, think about it too. Franchises. Big, big franchises across the board. Because they have, like, the Mega Man series. Like, Capcom made wanted to make something for the Nintendo exclusively that wasn't mm-hmm. in the arcades. They would port over their arcade games and things like that and do those different types of things. But Konami had franchises... Capcom had franchises, LJN had franchises, and it was yeah. all franchise based around there. They would have sequels to their games, they would uh, provide different gameplay. There also were what I, I feel were the first uh, times where they were going outside the box, where like, say for example like Castlevania, and then you made Castlevania 2 or like kind of like an RPG type of game, and they were trying different things to, you know, with the gameplay that most times they weren't doing before, because usually people just like, you need to make this game this is how it's going to be, and don't do anything of it. But they gave him like a creative opening to like do things, like say for example, like Symphony of the Night and things like that. Konami mm-hmm. was always good at trying different. If it didn't work, oh well, we'll just do something else. But they were always good with uh, letting people uh, use their talents for a while, yeah. of course. For a while, for a while, they they uh, they you know just like uh, opened up their checkbook and and um, let people like go wild, and and I mean the innovation flourished. Let's be honest, 1997 was a crazy year for them. Sweet Coden, uh, Symphony of the Night, Metal Gear Solid. Um, those are three of my favorite franchises, and, and they're all Konami, and they were all on the PlayStation. They were all in the same year. It's insane. Yep. Um, and, and nowadays, Konami's all about just you know sitting and, and, and being content with you know putting up pachinko machines. Um, it's a sad, it's a sad contrast, and and they've actually snapped up a lot of like uh, intellectual property, like uh, Hudson Soft. They they own all of the Turbo Graphics library. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, they put out that mini. We were talking about it today when we went to Pens that uh, that mini only got one print run. Yeah. Um, so you know, kudos to them for doing something with it. But uh, is that it? I mean, dude, there's so many good Turbo Graphics games and franchises that you haven't done anything with, let alone your own first-party stuff that you aren't doing anything with. Correct. 
The other thing I think is interesting is that think about small development companies, right? You know, like we have now the big impacts on them. Konami played that off with Ultra, Ultra Games. Yeah. As like being a small development company that's not part of Konami that was making really great games. Uh, you know, they had Ninja Turtles on there. They had mm. like, you know, uh, like Mission Impossible and all these other like weird franchises. And they played it off as like a small indie company that was making them. Yeah. And it's it's funny how how much impact it has now, especially with Premium Edition and all these other places like that, that people don't have to just go with the big name company. They just are, are a branch off of them, you know, that they can bring out their own games and stuff. So I thought that was also a big impact that Konami did as well. So here's here's another. Uh, it's kind of a backwards impact that they uh, that they had on um, the way things are done today. Because third party um, also includes, and and we would be you know kind of in, at fault for not um, mentioning Electronic Arts. They've been around for a long time. They've had a lot of franchises, and uh, let's not PayPal forget Kings. that, huh? <laughs> PayPal Kings. <laughs> yeah. So EA on, on Genesis, the the way that that uh, these video game manufacturers make their games, um, obviously, you know, they're selling the hardware, but they're also selling the cartridges to the the publishers, um, so that uh, those publishers can then turn around and make the games to sell to the public. Yeah. EA got around that. On the Correct. Sega Genesis by making their own cartridges. If you've seen all those like skinny cartridges with the little yellow tab, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Those are electronics or electronic arts. Those are, I mean, you can see them from a mile away. You know exactly who made those. Now, nowadays, uh, I'm sure that <laughs> that situation, uh, you know, and, and litigation happened because of that. Um, yep. Now companies aren't allowed to circumvent, um, you know, the, those sorts of things. So, like, you know, where you have to buy Switch cartridges from Nintendo, they make hand over fist money by selling their own cartridges, proprietary cartridges. Billion dollars, they're just like crazy. And, and even even players like Electronic Arts have to fall in line with with them. And they, I, I can't even imagine a situation in which EA would like try and circumvent and make their own brand of Switch cartridge. That just wouldn't be a thing nowadays. Well, also too, like it's it's really funny that you know you think about that too, but you think about Nintendo's impact. They everyone follows what they do as mm -hmm. long as they do it. If you think about it, Nintendo's always been in the mindset of. <clears throat> developing the game long term to get the most bang for your buck. Whereas lately the trend was they turned developers, but guess what? The first party games on Nintendo, even the original Nintendo, and the games that they, they put out, they're always quality, and they just let their developers get that long term to make sure the game is perfect. They don't yeah. worry about the money, they don't worry about the things like that, but the problem now is that you used to get a game now in the current generation and they had to be patched a bunch of times. Yeah, there might be a couple patches on the Switch, but most of it on the cart is good. I have not seen a patch for Tears of the Kingdom. At all. I know. Yeah, that's a, gr that's a great example, I mean, of, of uh, you know, uh, Nintendo opening up their wallet uh, to the development team who made that that game and putting all the resources and time into a game that's obviously just optimal. It's optimized. That thing is written so well, programmed so well, um, 
it, it, what a, a huge scope for, let's be honest, an old system. A PS3 system, by the way. Man. A PS3 system, which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, that's. I feel like that's what the impact on those companies are. They they basically built the foundations of what we have now. I know that we're going towards a digital kind of situation, but on the physical mindset, they were they were innovative enough to to do these creative things to make make video games a, basically a home entertainment thing, just like your movies, just like your CDs. Mm. They brought franchises in that you'd never seen before, and like they treated them like a movie. You know, like something that entertained you every day. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, we're gonna do our retrospective. We both had two games to play. Uh, a bar over here had uh, Mega Man 11, while I had NES Jaws. And I, I he's been ribbing me all day about his feelings about Mega Man 11, and I can't wait <laughs> about his his Afune hatred on this game. So, <laughs> be my guest, sir. I have a love-hate relationship with Mega Man. I've had a lot of good memories, a lot of uh, good good gameplay memories back in, in childhood from playing Mega Man games over at friends' houses. I don't know that I ever actually purchased a Mega Man game myself, um, but I certainly remember sitting down and playing like Mega Man 2, renting Mega Man 3. I probably rented them way more than anything. Um, but... I fully expected um, going in to be frustrated. It more than met my expectations. <laughs> and uh, Ninja Gaiden, dude, you, Ninja Gaiden, you have to. You, it's 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 bred in, in in basically pure platforming danger gameplay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to know what you're getting yourself into. So you got to be in the right frame of mind. Um, that being said, Mega Man 11, um, awesome uh, intro. I, I like the story. They're like, oh, yeah, come on in for maintenance, robots. And then there's, <laughs> oh, hey, there's eight robots here that just so happen to be together. Oh, here comes Dr. Wily. And, you know, like taints them, and now they're after you. So, um, one more thing. Uh -huh. You also find out that Dr. Light is a dick, a straight dick and you know what i understand why wally hates him so much they're like yeah. in college he's like i got this great idea and he's like shut up wally we're gonna do this yeah exactly <laughs> yep oh my god hilarious yeah poor dr wily um so uh you start the game and you're actually uh, you first met with uh difficulty settings <laughs> there's four settings there's like novice and um, before that it's like just like a fun setting or whatever and then normal and nightmare we'll call it. I'm sure it's not called nightmare. Um, but I'm an old school gamer. I'm a Gen Xer slash millennial. We're on the cusp. We're right on the cusp. Um, and uh, I like my hard games um, as long as they're fair hard. Uh, so I, I chose normal. <clears throat> I ain't no chump. I'm not. I'm not putting on the the training wheels. The, I took the training wheels off a long time ago. I'm not putting them back on. So uh, I go in, and I'm not sure. Like I, I don't even remember like what robots there were. I, I just remember like a brick man. But that's the yeah. Reason. Break, breaks usually. Everyone picks the brick man first for some reason. It always happens. 
Yeah, so I, I didn't pick the brick man. I'm like, oh, that that guy looks fun. Let's pick the the bouncy the bouncy ball guy. The the guy who looks like a freaking fifth grade kickball <laughs> with, with gigantic like docile arms and legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I pick uh and what's his name? I don't even remember his name. Bounce man, I think. I think he's Bounce, Bounce man. man. Yeah, it's probably it's Bounce man. So I pick Bounce Man, and in his stage, immediately it's filled with like rubber balls, like just lining the place, and everything's bouncy and spongy, and and you just like uh, it's it's elastic. Um, so I'm I I even did the tutorial to like show me the moves, and then like his like uh, slow down time ability, and his like uh, you know powerful ability. Um, So I I thought I. Yeah, the gear system. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm going through the stage, and then I'm getting, the, I'm getting the hang of the platforming, and um, I, I had a stupid death, but it was like pretty far on, and then it dumped me in the beginning of the stage. I'm like, ah, I'm like, oh, That's I am so playing a Mega Man game. Damn it. <laughs> so, no you know, it's huh. <laughs> No comebacksies. No, no, no comebacksies. So uh, then I get a little bit further, and then I die, and I go all the way back to the beginning, and then I get a little bit further, you know, just like in Mega Man fashion. But uh, then I got to, like, the the first checkpoint, which is this stupid inflatable frog. Yeah, there's two of them. With a long tongue. Yeah! Why the hell is there two? There's always two in Mega Man. (laughs) They always do one, and then they make the second one an even bigger dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. They did a real good job at that. Oh, yeah. No, so I, I went in. I didn't know what to expect. And, um, you know, I got the pattern right away. But uh, I was really, really low health, so I died. Got sent right back to the beginning. And then, um, you know, like, when, when you have all of these, like, cheap hits and, uh, like... Dude, they're so stingy with the energy drops. It's crazy. Yep. So, like, if you put it on the easy mode, they'll drop more of those. Oh, but okay. There's, there is a there is a chip. <clears throat> like, you know, I told you about those random chips that he drops yeah. off. So, there's a chip that, like, it gives you more percentage of getting more of those. Or, like, more weapon drops or, or things like that. So, that, they do give you that ability. You just have to earn it through the chips. And the chips are always random, which is, like, crazy. Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm going through this, and then, um, you know, eventually, like, I almost get to that place, and then, like, I'm low health again. I'm like, fuck. So then I, like, there's this place where it it was this, like, um, endless enemy spawner. So I just sit there and grind until, like, it drops enough energy so that I, like, have a fighting chance against this stupid frog, which I barely beat. So then, finally, I'm doing the next section, and I'm doing pretty good, and uh, and then I got to the second frog without dying, but then, you know, uh, I, I wasn't expecting the second frog. I thought it was actually going to be at the boss this time. I thought it was just a uh, mid-stage boss and then the boss, but no, now they put, like, you have to fight this frog with a bouncy ball, like, uh, uh, ground, so you're just bouncing all over the place. Yep. Fuck, man. I've never hated bouncy castles more in my entire life. 
Like they that stage every is game, such though. a troll. The Mega Man Eight one, I can't think of the name of, it, but he they had like a toy one, and it was like that too. Yeah, and it was horrible. So this bouncy castle frog, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to. It's impossible to dodge this stupid frog whenever you're like bouncing all over the place on the floor. It's not fair. It is fair. It's stern, stern but fair. Stern but fair. So I, dude, I must have like put, you know. Uh, so many shots into this frog, and I can't. Or the so the if someone hasn't played this before, you have to shoot the frog in the face, or like stun it, and then shoot the body, and then eventually it pops, and then whoever's inside the thing, then you have to shoot him, and then you have to kill him basically. Um, but then if you take too long, then he blows up another frog and then jumps in and rinse repeat. Um, I must have shot that guy so many times. I have no idea how he didn't die, but I ended up dying again. And oh, what pisses me off too is the final try. Um, I actually had an E tank in in my store, and I forgot to like <laughs> oh, use man. it. So I could have yeah. I could have beat him and went along with the level. And I I thought about going to another level and, and just quitting, but I'm not a quitter. So I spent I probably like an hour and a half trying the stupid bouncy fucking castle of a level. I hated it. it. I hate it. it. How did I how did I pick the troll level? Well, it's it, so there's always so I always tell people like people don't realize about Mega Man. Mega Man was it's just like Ninja Guy. Ninja Guy gets all the heat all the time. Like yeah. it, they're the ones always, like Ninja Guy gets the heat. Mega Man games is like you have to be an ultimate platformer to play those games. It just is. Uh, I when I first played it too, I it's, it's like my most hated level in that game. I hate that level. I hate that boss. <laughs> Damn I hate everything about it. I, hate I it. chose the wrong level to start uh, with. I started with the, so when I saw them doing the demo for it, I I watched Capcom do it. They played Brick Band first, so that's why I assumed I assumed that was the power you had to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, what what's really cool about that level is is that the brick guy, when he gets to a certain rate, he he'll do the double gear system, and then he turns into this gigantic brick character. Oh, that's you cool. Have to, like, fight him. So you have to fight him as a big guy, and he tries to clap you and stuff, which is hilarious. That's super cool. And then like cool. when you when you blow him up, the little brick guy comes out of him and like flies in the air and falls. So it's like a, it's like he's like controlling a gigantic robot, which is hilarious. That's awesome. And that's what's cool about the double gear system. The double gear system basically you can stop time to slow it down, or you can power up your stuff. Or if you're on death, you can give yourself like this crazy energy power to try to survive. And it's it's an interesting gameplay mechanic because. Uh, because sometimes, like, even on it, I mess it up. Like, I'll think I'm doing power, and then I'll do time. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah, I and know. I kept doing that, too. Kept messing so it, it up. It's really tough. I do like the way they did the art. The The art 2.5D was, like, mm-hmm. a great a great yeah. aspect to that game. I think... I, I That's why I said I wanted to show you how even the older generation gameplay can come into a new generation. Because yeah. these kids don't know about that, like these games. So, like, it, it I, I would be interested to watch my kids try to play that game and watch how their reactions to it, because they would probably go as nuts as you did. <laughs> okay, but then, but then after after they play that, make them play electric or uh, Electman stage on uh, Mega Man One. Oh, I hate it. Oh, that's that. 
that's a terrible stage. I don't hate electric stuff. I hate the little thing they made that moves back and forth that you have to shoot once and it temporarily yeah. stops it. I hate that thing. I, yeah. I I hate it worse than Medusa heads. I hate it. Hate mm. it. Uh, I played Jaws. Uh, so what you guys don't know about Jaws? Jaws was actually made by Atlas. Atlas made Friday the Thirteenth, and they also made Jaws and Karate Kid. Uh, they also did that one too. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll do my corrections now. But what the game is, it's kind of RPG. So you get a boat. Uh, you're you have two different uh, docks. Mm-hmm. You have to go to each dock, but you have to get enough conch shells. So how you get the conch shells is that basically uh, it's like an RPG. It's like you you hit something and then you go into a battle level and you start attacking yeah. like random fish, jellyfish, all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, there's baby jaws. If you kill baby jaws, you get to fly a hell. <laughs> I'm not making this up. You get to fly an airplane and drop cannonballs from the top of it to hit jellyfish. It's yeah. I love the music. It's like a bonus it, stage. Yeah, I love the I love the bonus stage music. It's like yeah, it's all whimsical. It's all great. It, it makes me so happy. It's like it's like the stupidest thing in the world for a game. But what happens is the first time you hit the dock, you get a receiver to track jaws. Jaws, if you try to, if you're not leveled up high enough, trying to kill Jaws takes forever. But the more you level up, the more you can attack him, and his energy will come off. Uh, also, I learned this little thing the other day. I tried to, I was just joking around. I was like, I'm gonna see how many shells I can get and see if I can max out shells. <laughs> and what I didn't realize was the more shells you got, the crazier the 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 uh, the the creature's AI gets. So, like, jellyfish were, like, spinning around in circles. There was, like, 50 baby jaws on the screen. There was, like, those those little, uh, as I joked, uh, I told him, basically these stingrays look like cats without paws. It just looks yeah. like a floating they cat. Because on the bottom it has, like, a cat belly. And, like, it's, like, two-tone belly. And it has a long tail. And I'm like, did they use a cat in another one and just reuse this thing? What like, they did. so stupid. But they get crazier, so you have to kind of work on how many shells you're going to get and how you level up because you have to have a certain amount of shells to level up your your boat once you level up your boat and you kill jaws you get it's really sucks you get three chances to hit them with the front of your boat and if you miss them you have to start it all over again all over again all over again and it sucks uh but I love the game. When I was a kid, a lot of my friends hated it, and I thought it was just awesome. Yeah, I uh, thought that was a great game. I I loved I loved uh, Karate Kid. And I loved Friday the Thirteenth, and Jaws was like that mm-hmm. great too. I'm not even a Jaws. I'm not a shark fan or none of that stuff. But I played the crap out of it. Even when I played it for your retrospective, every night I was like popping in for a game. Yeah, it's it's a fun short term game. It's, mm-hmm. If you're looking for a really long game, but if you got like a, say you got like 20 minutes or so, you can go play it, check it out, and, and enjoy it. I, I definitely, uh, my rating for it is is definitely a all the reflexes five. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to give for my jobs. rating. I'll, I'll give mine a two and a half. I'd buy that for a dollar, and that's just because of my own. Uh, that's, that's because of my own inadequacies, I will admit. Shit. So we'll do happy. Boo this man. Boo. <laughs> no, it's a really solid game. To be honest, it's a really solid game. Four, four or five, I'd buy that for dollars. Um, we'll call it four point five. 
Yes. Because um, it's really solidly done. I mean, um, yeah, true to Mega Man, um, they they really did make a challenging and um, very diverse. I mean, dude, think about it. Like, how many Mega Man games have there been um, between X and the main line series? A lot. I want, I want 15. If you give me 15, I'll be happy. Yeah. I want I want a five number in there. I don't want I, 11 seems weird. Give me a 12 or a 15. That that yeah. that's I'm fine with that. Sure. So, your game this week and your challenge. I thought I would do something new, something old, something new. Mm. Uh you probably haven't played this, but it is a very stupid fun game. It's like 16-bit eras and it's uh Shakedown Hawaii. Oh, nice. I have yet to play that. I'd love to play that. So this right here is, imagine the first game they made, uh, Retro City Rampage, but it's Mm -hmm. 16-bit. But here's the caveat. Just like uh, Act Razor, you have to buy places on Hawaii to build up your empire. And so you have to buy different things to build up your people. You have to get monies. And you do missions, and uh, there's a lot of funny humor into it and stuff. It's this really, really crunchy old guy right here, and he wears like socks and like like suit. It looks like straight out of Hawaii. Uh, yeah, I like this game a lot. I played this. I beat this in a day. I, I I was having so much fun with it with all the 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 buying of places and stuff. And uh, you also do like like for the, like if you buy a commercial company, you have to do infomercials for them and stuff. And so it's like a lot of funny stuff. But I <laughs> thought that would be a cool one for you. Cool. I'm also going, um, oh, probably, I, I pegged this at about 2004. Um, so, the PlayStation 2 in Japan had this series called Sega Ages. Oh, no. But it was, it, it's a reimagining. So, they took, like, existing games and uh, brought them up to PS2 standards. Which was really cool, yeah. So it's like all these arcade games that you might have played, like uh, Golden Axe and uh, Hang On and Space Harrier and and all this stuff. Um, but like they brought them. It, it's it's those games that you played back in the arcade, but with PlayStation Two graphics. That's so cool. I don't think you've ever played this one, but it's super fun. I played it. Um, you're gonna have a blast with this. Alien Syndrome. I, I I love Alien Syndrome so good. Yeah, and this version is really good. Sega Ages. Yes, that'd be fun. I, I like I like the the arcade one. I played the arcade one a lot when I was a kid too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll like this one. So, last but not least, do you uh, our last topic of the night is corrections. Do you have any corrections that you need to give out from last week? I'll correct myself now by saying that I don't have any corrections, but I probably did. So uh, I'm incorrect in saying that I don't have corrections. Uh, my corrections is is that I'm actually a 21 year old. I'm not. I'm not uh, <laughs> in my 40s. Uh-huh. Uh, just to let you know. Oh uh, shit, this, dude! If I shave this, then I would be 22 years old. Dude, think about it. Okay, like you know, you start drinking at 21. Yep. What's double 21? 42. That's what we're gonna be. So yes. what do you what do you start drinking at 42? Uh, zero sugar Dr. Peppers and uh. What is the other one? Crystal Light Sweet Tea. That's basically my fuel. No, I, I think I think uh, we have to like start uh, um, mixing Benefiber 
and drinking Benefiber. <laughs> was that was that uh what was that stuff in the nineties? It was like a fiber. It was fiber and a and it, like it looked like a powder and like you throw it in your drink and it's like turned it orange. I can't. Yeah, it's Benefiber. It's Benefiber. Is it? Oh, uh-huh. so gross. Oh, so gross. <laughs> Every time I see that commercial, it just I'm like. I like I I I should be a hypocrite because literally I was drinking Nestle Quick like that, but I was like, this is our tang. <laughs> uh-huh. But like, it looks terrible. Well, uh, that's they, that's the tang for forty-two year olds. Ugh, ugh, I could I already feel the burn in my throat. Oh uh-huh. Well, I'm gonna end it on that note. Uh, thank you everybody for supporting us. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, for your beautiful beautiful books and products. Yeah. So if you guys. Uh, Want to know any information about my books? You can go to vgcollectorguide.com. That's where I have a, a whole lot of like in depth information. And I, I put uh, so like the current like visual checklists that I'm putting together for that book. I actually have a lot of that stuff on that website. It's not really too up to date with uh, the latest stuff that I've been working on, but if you're looking for some like older systems like the NES, SNES, N64, they're on there. You can also find those on my uh, Facebook page, which is the Video Game Collector's Field Guide. And uh, also, right now you can you can see that I've got 1,365 likes on that page. I would love for that to grow, so uh, keep on liking. Yeah, we need we need at least 5,000 tomorrow. Yes, uh-huh. 5,000 tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. <coughs> yes. I, love your, I love your comprehensive list. The ones you show me are awesome. I'm sorry, Nintendo 64 needs to be deleted immediately. Needs to I be agree. Sponged off I there. agree. Unless it's the wrestling games, Goldeneye, that's the, that's the mm-hmm. only acceptable. Mario 64, I might throw that one in there, too. I should I should have a list of every uh, N64 game worth playing, and it's on one. it's just one page. You know, you know another one you could do, and this is a a pretty good one for you. All the party games on the N sixty four. No, there you go. That'd be a good good checklist for somebody, a sub checklist for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me on GI Gamer nineteen eighty one. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I also have our bios for this. Please support our YouTube, our Spotify, and our Apple channels. Uh, on here it helps us out a lot when you like, share, and subscribe to your friends and your people's hashtag it please. You know, we, we also do that as well. Uh, we get a lot of clicks on our stuff, but a lot of people don't hit that button. So we want to make sure you guys get the latest and greatest on MagDX. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my good buddy here and my wife for whatever they're planning to do to me tomorrow. In the term I don't of know what you're talking about, man. No but idea. I will be briefing it in the next intro of what happened tomorrow because I'm completely confused. Oh, he's going to be disappointed. Cookies. He's going to open up a box, think it's a Super Nintendo, and it's just going to be disappointment. <laughs> Can't wait for my rectangular box of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> my, before I start from my mom, my mom was an absolute troll. If she yeah. planned something, she was very good at, 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 at trolling me on presents. I, I hate... I want to pass it on to my kids, but I know they won't have the same reactions as me because they're completely different, so yeah. I can't do that. Uh, love all you guys. Remember to collect open player games. They're not stocks. Remember, cop. Every time you see a cop when you hold a video game, that means you need to open it and play it. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you next week. Later. Later, guys. <laughs>